Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, we're going to talk about fundamental versus technical analysis with Mr. Dan Bird. But before that, I want to remind all of you that Mr. Dan Bird is going to be one of our featured speakers at our February 17th and 18th event. Currently, he is slated for day two. Again, oh, really? you get the opportunity. Yep, currently well, slated. I've heard of that. Yes. Well, you got to watch the Daily Financial News because I told everybody. Your niece <laughs> knows. Your niece knows. Um, who's I, wa- I do watch it occasionally. I don't watch it every day, but. I, I understand. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I wanted people to realize is this event is going to be both a celebration uh, and an opportunity for the audience to ask questions. My goal is everybody finds that one session that's life-changing. And I have a funny feeling that you know a good portion of the 300 people that will likely be there will identify what you what you bring is, is that session that, that made them better. So uh, I have a low bar for you to jump over. Well, I, I am looking forward to meeting all of your subscribers and having conversations with folks. I mean, I do have, I welcome people to send me emails and give me their ideas and thoughts. Um, I think it's great to have that kind of interchange and no, nobody has to always agree. It's yeah. actually, actually better if you don't, because you get other ideas or get a different perspective on your own ideas. So. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think you're going to be amazed at how many people take pictures with you and, um, just shake your hand and thank you. Cause again, uh, the audience at one rental at a time is full of doers and look, people looking to improve. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, I am going to enjoy all the people coming to see the 11 or 12 millionaires that make this channel, right? You and I talk for about an hour, almost every Sunday. And um, I think you're going to see a lot of people. Thank you for this. So um, thank you for coming. I know you're flying out. Well, I'm, Florida. I'm actually looking forward to hearing some of the other presenters as well. That'll be good. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, let's get into fundamental versus technical analysis because um, I see myself as one and not the other, and that's what you're making me better at. So uh, let's get into it. Okay, so I'm going to go through this. This is an article that I found um, going, I think it was Seeking Alpha. It was an article on Seeking Alpha. Sounds right. Sounds about right. And um, I read it, and I thought it was really interesting. I thought it would be an interesting way to discuss how to look at stocks or look at companies basically so let's um let me share and very quickly for those that don't know uh, if you want to subscribe to my free newsletter just go to breakpointtrading.net sign up for the free newsletter you have to subscribe but it's free and it doesn't ask for a credit card Mm -hmm. but at least do the subscription part so that's important so what I want to do is I want to bring up, I actually took this um, article and copied it and highlighted some parts so we don't have to read through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But this is, a, I don't know if you know WP Carey, it's a REIT. All right, so this okay. is a company, okay. this is a company that says they've been trapping value for over 20 years, conservative income portfolio, two income generating portfolios on a bond ladder. Okay, so these guys have, have a lot of experience in the market. 
we tell you how we are adjusting our positions in light of this value destructive news from WP Carry. Mm -hmm. WPC announced a plan to spin off a large part of its office assets and sell the remaining shortly thereafter. In other words, accelerate the pathway to zero office assets, something that they were doing anyway. Hmm. All right. So the stock was dropping faster and underperforming the REIT sector while fundamentals appeared to be unchanged. That would make it tempting to go all in. So if you believed in the fundamentals, even though the stock was dropping faster than the sector, you'd be tempted to buy more because hmm. you still thought the fundamentals were gonna send it higher, right? Mm -hmm. Never get too excited when something goes on sale. Let, that was lesson one, diversify. Lesson two, choose good entry points. As much as we would like to blame management for a rather bad decision, investors who chase WPC into the high 80s only have themselves to blame. In essence, at $85 a share, you paid ZERP, zero interest rate policy, multiple, even though it was clear that that era had ended. Okay? Mm -hmm. That was lesson two. So wh what do they try to do to to fix their position, they did cover calls. So strike price, the, the fair value they thought, from a fundamental perspective, fair value was $70. Strike price that they picked for a cover call was $60. Their premium was 870, which means their cash outlay was 58.20, or in other words, $58.20 is what, is what they're invested now in this particular stock. Now remember, Current market value is 6690. Mm -hmm. Their fundamentals say fair fair value should be 70, mm -hmm. right? So it seems like a pretty good idea. Net cash outlays is $58.20. This is right down here. The stock has actually gone even below our net cash outlay of $58.20. At least we won't have to deal with early assignment. We have that going for us, which is nice. <laughs> And then I added this reference, Bill Murray and Caddyshack. For anyone that's seen that movie. Not in a long time. I, I, I can actually hear Bill Murray saying this line. We have that going for us, which is nice. Nice. All right, lesson three. Don't go gaga on the sector. It is not unusual to see retail investors save or have 30 to 75% of their holdings in REITs. If you hold an abnormal percentage of your assets in one sector, it will likely interfere with your decision-making. Keep in mind that the S&P 500 is only 2.4% in REITs. So while it is fine to overweight, you should consider how much you will be impacted if REITs turn out to be the worst sector for the next 10 years. Hmm. All right, this is all the fundamental perspective on this. WPC will likely trade between 55 and 60. Again, this is their fundamental opinion. In the near future, we are lowering our fair value here to 55, that's from 70, as WPC has destroyed shareholder value by this transaction. We would use a bounce to sell calls on positions if you don't already have them in place. All right, so that is the fundamental thesis from a company that has been doing this for years and years and pride themselves on fundamental analysis. Okay, mm -hmm. let's look at what the technicals would be show us. <clears throat> First, we'll look at the long-term three-year technical. All right, so this chart is, is a 
format that I like a lot. It shows the 50, this is a weekly chart, so it's long-term. The, the dark red one is a 50-week moving average. The blue one is a 21-week, and the pink one is an eight-week. Okay. So it's just a moving average of price as it goes as it moves through time. <clears throat> I've color coded this so I can clearly see when it is in a bullish phase and when it is in a, a bearish phase. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you can see this big huge drop over here. Yep. That's right after that drop is when that article was published. Wow. Which is just last week, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. If we were just using technicals, looking at a long-term chart, I might've got out here or here when this went red. But if I had stuck with it, thinking that the fundamentals were correct, then I definitely would have got out when these two fell through. Now, right here, all the moving averages converge at the same place at the same time, practically the same time. Right. Okay. And that's where this red started to occur. So right here, we're at somewhere between $74 and $76. Now remember he said $85, which was the actual high, the absolute high up here. Wow. The somewhere between 74 and 76, from a technical perspective, we would absolutely be out of the stock, probably around 75. You should absolutely right. be out of the stock. He was talking down here about doing covered cover calls for at 60, just to recover his position because the stock dropped so much. Mm -hmm. But if he had been using technicals, he would have been out way, way earlier than that. Now, let me show you the daily chart, which brings it in a little bit closer. And this is something that I'm doing now. And I'll, I'll show you how this applies to other things as well. But I'm using what I call a bias, a short-term, a medium-term, and a long-term bias mm -hmm. on charts. And this takes that same idea with those same moving average lines, but now applies it to a daily chart. So it kind of focuses in on the current point. And if we, we look at it that way, you can see the short term when the pink crossed over the blue right here, the eight day crossed the 21 day. Mm -hmm. That's the short term down signal. Here's the medium term down signal. That's when the blue crosses the red, 21 crosses the 50. And then a long term down signal when the 50 crosses over the 200 day right there. Yeah. Okay. Now, get out. Get out. That's saying, that's screaming at you, get out. Again, it puts us right over here around 76 roughly. Now, if you got out, you know, right at the medium term signal, then you would have been out at around 78. Mm -hmm. If you waited for the long-term signal, then you would have been out of around 75, which is what I said before. Mm -hmm. All right. But in any case, in any of these, I mean, this, this whole, area here has already turned red back here. The technicals are screaming at you to get out. If for no other reason, you should respect that and get out and just wait to see what happens. If it's yeah. wrong, if for some reason the fundamentals did take control and it started back up again, then you could just get back in again when right. you get a medium term up signal or a short term up signal. Now it did give a long term up signal right here, but then give us down signal over here. So this is the difference between technicals and fundamentals. Fundamentals from a company that it has been doing it for years and years, have clients that rely on them to study the fundamentals of this company. We're saying way down here when the stock was trading at 54, you know, we, we did a cover call at 60, put our 
put our basis at 58 and now it's trading down to 54, 55. If you see a bounce like it's going right now, do more covered calls. Hmm. But there's nothing to say that this is going to stay here. None of these technicals tell me it's time to get back in this again. Right? Yeah. So this is the difference between fundamentals and technicals. And on my website, I've actually created something that I'm, I'm doing an experiment to, to watch this. I'm, I'm doing a short-term, medium-term, and long-term bias on all of these different categories in the market. So all the indexes, the S&P, NASDAQ, all of the ETFs, sector ETFs, discretionary technology, et cetera, industry groups like semiconductors, clean energy, cloud, cybersecurity, intermarket relationships, um, discretionary versus staples, et cetera, commodities like oil, corn, soybeans, metals like gold and silver, and currencies like Bitcoin and the US dollar. Hmm. And what I'm doing is taking that same idea short-term, medium-term, and long-term. And I've actually, each one of these has a chart that you can click on on the left. But the first one, the S&P, actually shows you the same thing, short-term, medium-term, long-term. All right? So what we have here is right now we are in a short-term bear. We are in a medium-term bear because the blue is below the red. This one, the pink is below the blue. But we are still in a long-term bull over here, mm -hmm. okay? And you can yeah. actually see that right here. Short-term bear, medium-term bear, long-term bull. Mm. So on any one of these, and I update this every day. So this was updated on Friday, 29th. So if, for instance, you can see right here, energy is short-term, medium-term, long-term is bullish for all three of those. And you'll actually see these change as the market starts to get better. The one that I noticed that was a little a little different was Bitcoin, actually. Bitcoin, yeah. Bit green. Bitcoin down here, short-term bull, medium-term, long-term. And this just turned to bull, which right. means That's Bitcoin might be starting to make a comeback. Now, if we look at Bitcoin, we can see right here the pink went above the blue. That's what made it a short-term bull. Right. And actually, I can see that this actually is a medium-term bull now, too, hmm. because the blue has just gone above the red. Oh, yeah, so this actually good. now changes to a medium-term bull as well. And then the long-term bull is when this red line, the 50-day, goes above the 200-day up here. 28-ish, 28,000. Right, right. Okay. But but the trend for this, I mean, this show actually shows you the trend as these things change. And what I'm going to do is track this over time. And I'm going to start, once I get enough data, I am going to start giving a visual cue Mm. of which way everything, the whole market is trending. So the short-term right here bias, I take all of these and I say, what percentage of these are bullish? There's 25% are bullish. The medium-term, 27% are bullish. The long-term, 73% are bullish. Mm. But all of these together, we're at 42% bullish. So it's yellow right now. Got it. And as each of these changes, all the percentages will change. And then I'm going to track them over time and actually create a graph yep. so we can see whether the market is trending higher, trending lower, et cetera. I but like in, in any one of these cases, I mean, you can look at if, if you're interested in technology, you can look at technology and you can see that, you know, it's short term bearish, medium term bearish, but long term bullish. Right. And okay. it's starting to move up, starting to move up. So that, that could be changing. So 
anyway, that's um, that's my take on technicals versus fundamentals. I think fundamentals are important. I think it's really important to use both. I would yes. never use one excluding the other, but I, I would never use one only as well. So if, if you're strong, if you really like fundamentals, that's fine. But I would encourage you to at least take a look at the chart and make sure the chart's doing the right thing. I, I couldn't agree more after doing this with you for a couple of years. Uh, I'm a huge fan of what you do. You got a long playlist and you have been remarkably right on on what you see coming and going uh, for years to come. People should go back and take a listen. Go, it's like going in a time machine. If people go back on your playlist. It's like a time machine where the yeah. market was, what you were thinking, and they could they could really evaluate how good or bad we did. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. You can actually see, you know, what if it actually panned out, and and you know, nobody knows where the market's going to go. I don't oh, know. Yeah. You don't know. No, no yeah. one knows. So if you if you see anything on the internet that says the market's about yeah. to, or the dollar's going down, the market's going to crash. Sign up for my website, and I'll tell you what to buy. Well, I I don't tell anybody what to buy. My website is only there for research and education. Yep. So there you go. Well, buddy, I appreciate talking to you each week. Uh, I really appreciate you signing up and agreeing to come out uh, to the Vegas event in February. I know, uh, I know, many people are going to get a lot out of your session. And um, the only yeah, challenge, I'm, the only challenge I'll have is how to present in only fifteen minutes. Yeah, folks, is what I'm asking each presenter to do is do ten to fifteen minutes on a topic that he and I agree, and then they get forty-five minutes of Q and A because I want the audience to drive the conversation. Uh, which should be a lot of fun. So, uh, Dan, I look forward to it, buddy. Take care. Sounds good. Have a good weekend. You too.